You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. Stephen Vicky are here. Happy, yep. happy, day. happy, happy oh, day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Yep. We're, we're here for a two, we're going to do two in a row. We are going to do two in a row, so it's the yep. second one if you're listening to, I don't know what episode that will we be. Know, but anyway, if we get a little bit weird in one, that's why. So <laughs> Vicky sometimes gets a little fruity. Fruity? Yes. Oh, yeah. Fruity. I fruity. like fruity. I do too. As opposed to fruity. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> It's a tea. Steve has spent most of the day, it feels like, mocking the way that I speak today. Oh, so. you got a pretty that good Stephen not, Eating. That's not that true. was pretty good. You did uh, good. He didn't get me yes, at all. Yes, he it got was a, you. It was a crappy he didn't attempt. understand you. <laughs> it but was he got, a but I got cruddy it. attempt at getting me. Yeah. But uh, hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, we hope everyone's doing well, and we really do like each other. Even we really do. Even Steve and Vicky like each other. We we do most of the time. Yeah, he's still <laughs> the one. <laughs> 44, 44 well, years well. later. Well, I've always liked her. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awkward. But um, we're doing two today because you're about to travel. We're going to England. Yeah, to my homeland. Yeah, we're going to see yeah. your people. Yeah. Literally in your uh, church. Yeah. Not your church. My English church. Your yeah. English my, church. Yeah. We're, the Father's House is your church yeah. now. The church you used to go to. The yeah. church. Yeah. So, so have fun. We will. We'll I say hi to everybody. Yeah, I should tell you some things to bring back for me, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, your chocolate, I yeah. know, but your tea and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. They have the wow. best chocolate oh, in the know, world, I, I know, know, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> see, as, see what I say about the making fun of me today? <laughs> Just made my oh, my point, God. So. No, <laughs> yes, because all we ever hear is, was, yeah, like, is about your tea and when, your chocolate. When was the last time I ever said anything to you about tea? No, you probably didn't, but you called me fruity, so that made fruity. me that made me about tea. Well, anyway, before we devolve into any more oh, yeah. chaos, let's. Chaos. All these Europeans come home with chocolate. They hand it to me and then stare at me, waiting for me to taste it. So yeah, see, 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 see how good. And I'm like, I'm not gonna eat it now. Uh, give me a Snickers. I mean, it's good, guys, but I like Hershey's better. Give me a Snickers. I like. Hershey's. I don't like Hershey's better. I'm kidding, but I, I always joking. rib them that way. But Snickers are good. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. All right, let's carry on. Yes. Let's, I'll, I'll, let's get to the Bible for the, study. For the record, I'll just say there's a reason why most American candy bars have a bunch of other stuff in it as well as the chocolate. But anyway. What's that to do with Jesus? Let's talk about Jesus. Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. Jesus. We, uh, <laughs> let's help us, Lord, because I think we're already losing He's our He's back minds. in the motherland. Yep. This is the first one we're loopy. Yeah. So. Well, you are, anyway. Yeah. You guys are on slum vacation mode. I'm on, I don't know where I am. <laughs> So, yes, we also have a, uh, this weekend we'll be having a color run for Avi's place, which is why I'm a little bit crazy because it's been driving, it's been. Oh, that's why. That's why I'm, yeah. I, I've been trying to organize this thing and it's been a lot. How but, many runners do we have? Uh, over 200. Oh, that's awesome. So. Good. Uh, yeah, we're excited and yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, where am I? John, okay, we're going to be in John 13. I'm struggling today, guys, so pray for me. John 13, we are looking at a uh, scripture that Jesus says um, <laughs> about his commandment. So let's go. <laughs> Steve, you want to read it? It's your favorite oh, passage. No, I'm not there. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. 
And the the reason why we're reading this, and just to give it some context, what we're going to talk about today is we, we were having a, a discussion earlier in one of our uh, meetings as our team that like that there's a need for us to know about uh, us loving him, us you know knowing about his our heart towards him rather than just his heart towards us and the falling in love falling in love with him yeah. yes <laughs> and, and Take over, you know and it's the, the the what you just read and if you move down to john 14 they both are talking about as i have loved you and what he's talking about as i have loved you is coming to the earth yeah um even before that the creation but the jesus message is coming to the earth God become flesh and dwelt among us, coming to save us from ourselves, from our sins, and forgive us. It's funny, I saw a commercial today. A Jewish man put a commercial on public television. I mean, just regular Mm -hmm. broadcast television, a network. I think I was watching a football game, and it came on. Hmm. And he was preaching Jesus, saying, us Jews need to receive Jesus. And what he went on about is there is no forgiveness in Judaism. Oh. The only way to be forgiven is the Messiah forgives you. And he cited the uh, ceremony where they where they do it to be forgiven. And he says, and you can't be forgiven, only forborn. It's right there on TV. Hmm. Like, I was so shocked. And he's talking about Jesus. He's a Messianic Jew. Hmm. And he's preaching to the Jewish community that Jesus is their Messiah. And he's talking about the, the forgiveness of sins. And when Jesus says, I have loved you. He's talking about coming to pay the penalty for your sins. He's talking about what he's already done by coming. He's saying this without even the crucifixion. Hmm. You and I are reading it post-crucifixion, post-resurrection, post-baptism of the Holy Spirit, post-making his home in us, walking and talking with us. And he's saying, as I have loved you. And then all everything is conditioned beyond that. There's the condition, the if. Mm-hmm. Like in John chapter 14, he says, He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. Wow. That's a big if. Yeah. Wow. It's he who loves me will be loved, future tense, by my Father. Mm-hmm. And loved, loved, past tense, is what he's saying he did. He provided for your forgiveness, for your indwelling, for your filled with the Holy Spirit, power from on high, the gifts, all of the peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, self-control, and all the rest, you know, the affirmation of being a child of God, it all comes from what he did. His love is unquestionable. This is the love of the Father, the Bible says, that he sent Jesus. Hmm. For God so loved the world, he gave his son. And this is how we know he loves us. He sent Jesus. It's all this, his love for us is a foregone conclusion. If you just go for a ride in the mountains, what's funny is Vicki and I went to a different set of mountains in California called the Coastal Range. It's the mid-middle coastal range near Ukiah, Healdsburg. And it's a completely different type of mountain. And it's just so beautiful. Hmm. We, our last trip was in the Sierra Nevadas, which is the borderline of California and Nevada. Hmm. And it is so majestic and beautiful. No matter where you go, go to the desert beyond that. And it's so incredible. And this is how he loves us. His love is a foregone conclusion. It is, look at the night sky, with the, and it's his love. What he gave us, this beautiful creation. And that's the unconditional love that all men get. But what he's talking about is who will love him. Hmm. 
And I think in Christianity, the message is constantly about how he loves us. And I think that we should get that already. If I've been forgiven, and I remember on the night I found out Jesus was real, I had a tangible experience that a weight was lifted. And I knew, I don't even know why I knew, but I knew he had taken the load of my guilt off of me. Huh. I had been forgiven. Wow. I couldn't believe that. I wouldn't have forgiven me. I knew the spirit in which all my sins were committed. I knew the greed, selfishness, anger, hate that I committed those sins in. And I wouldn't have forgiven me. And he took them in a 20-second prayer. I wasn't worthy. I didn't deserve it. His love was a foregone. It was, it's, it's done. He's done it for me. Now, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? I didn't dream I'd live 48 more years. I didn't know. You, you always feel immortal. You don't even know what 48 years is when you're 18, right? And so I'm just shocked at what he did for me. And I, on that day, fell in love with him because of what he did for me. Mm. Here it says, a great if. My father will love me if I will love Jesus. Mm. And I can find the, I can have the love of the father that's not unconditional. The one that is conditioned on me loving Jesus. It's so much more than just the mountains and the valleys and the deserts and the sky and the cloud. You know, this mm -hmm. immense creation this incredible intelligent design that is out there for me to love mm -hmm. and be loved by? No, I can have the love of a father in heaven. Not a God, a distant God, a creator, an ogre, none of those things, but a father to me in heaven if I will only love Jesus. And I think that a missing, for, a missing teaching, a continual misunderstood thing. I preach falling in love with Jesus all the time. I will be having a conversation over coffee with someone that's been in my church 10 years, probably heard me hundreds of times talk about falling in love with Jesus. And there at the coffee, I'll, the, I will realize they have no clue what I'm talking about. Hmm. They didn't get anything I laid out for them. And I laid it out so that this is the only thing that matters. You want to be passionate? I taught Vicki. She's sitting next to me. 44 years she's been in love with Jesus. She fell in love with Jesus. You know why? He was real. He didn't reject her, and he forgave her. And she woke up like, what is this? He is real. He does love me. He does care. She fell in love. And you know what? Long after I'm gone, she'll still be passionately in love with Jesus. It won't be. She didn't do it for me. She met him. And I think what's missing today is falling in love with Jesus. I remember yeah, so talking in the Jesus movement back in the Jesus revolution. I remember talking about how much God loves us. But it was to get us to come to him and find out how much we should love him. And we fell in love. Everywhere I went, people talked about falling in love with Jesus. I don't even hear that word used anymore. When I say it, people think I'm weird. But you've got to fall in love with Jesus. Really what happened to me, I, I said I was saved forever. But the truth is, what happened on that day, I fell in love with Jesus. I became, and, and, and I read where he said, to demonstrate that love, I would obey his commandments. Mm -hmm. I would obey the things he tells me. And he tells us a lot of things about keeping oil in your lamp, bearing fruit in your branches, strong foundations, you know, lots and lots and lots of parables yeah. about working in the vineyard. And I, I, want, I just want to please him, giving me talents that I return to him with interest. I want to return to him with interest, mm -hmm. not because I get a reward for it. I want to return to him to inter the interest because I love him. Yeah. I want to love my God. I want to love my father. And it says here, if I will do that, I, it'll be proved through my obedience to following him. And then my father will love me. I will have a father in heaven. 
and I will love him and will disclose. He, Jesus says that person he'll start to reveal himself to. Mm. Then you'll start to have wisdom other people don't have. You'll have to you'll start to have understanding that can't be explained. Like you didn't get this from going to college. No, because I didn't go to college. I got this downloaded to me from the That's Holy right. Spirit revealed in the Bible. It's good. I'm a believer in the Bible. And so these verses we read today are really astronomically about falling in love with Jesus. Stay if alive. you fall in love with me, you'll obey me. You want to know who loves me? Don't the one know. obeying me. Because that's how God sees love, is obedience. Mm. And I, I just don't hear anybody saying that anymore. But it's so clear here in John. It's so clear. I mean, honestly, he goes on for quite a while. Yeah, while but making believe in me, obey me, and love, love me, him. all interchangeable. And how the Father and him are one. How loving him gets you to love of the Father. Love of the Father gets you to love of Jesus. And it's just so crazy. It's like, wow. And the love that really should make me fall in love with him is all past tense. It started with the birth on Christmas Day. It, it went through living in a human body for 33 years to the crucifixion, the incredible punishment for my sins, not his. And then the resurrection from the dead, conquering death and offering me that conquering, offering me that life eternal and, and joy unspeakable, full of glory, peace that passes understanding, uh, the yoke that is easy, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And then eventually the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which, I mean, come on. Who doesn't want that? You know, you, you just you just listen to Steve. He's been a Christian 48 years. And uh, today we had a team meeting again, and we was talking about how you read the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and we were actually chatting about this a lot while we were gone this week. And, and uh, it's like, I think it, before we had a revelation, of really, really had the revelation of being unconfused with who Jesus is. We've always loved Jesus. But the fact is, that I think um, we want to just dismiss some of the red letters. Well, John is all red letters, and it's Jesus talking. Mm -hmm. And he's telling us what we should do to be saved and eternal life. But, you know, when you ask somebody what the greatest commandment is, I mean, I don't know that we've met a person who actually answers it right, correctly. They'll say, love the Lord your God your, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and neighbor, love your neighbor yourself. But in 34, John 13, 34, he says a new commandment. Yeah. Because what he was talking about, about love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's under the old covenant. Mm -hmm. That's under the law. And so he gives us a new commandment. He says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you would love also love one another. And by this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you have one love for another. And I think um, it's so important to remain in love with Jesus. He yeah. talks all about losing your first love and how he's going to spit you out of his mouth. If I wish that you were hot or cold, you know, but because you're lukewarm. And I feel like a lukewarmness has settled on the, the, um, the first world countries for sure, the you know, the industrial peop countries. And we just have been lulled to sleep by the narrative of God loves me, the Father loves me. Well, like Steve said, that's a given. But what's our responsibility as a church? Mm -hmm. What's our responsibility as a Christian? That he just we just settle down and stay, sit, sit there and say, God loves me. Everything will be fine. No, he says, if you love me, you will obey me. And he talks all about works and, and, you know, how you love them and, you know, what you need to do and, and you know, where, you know, but I, I, I didn't feed the poor. Yes, you did. If you did it in my name, you know, all these things. If you just read the, the Gospels in context 
And don't dismiss any of the New Testament and the, the words of Jesus. Don't turn the page on them. Yeah, that's good. Why would Jesus put them in there if he think if they were not, they were not important? He is the Christian. He is Jesus Christ. We are called Christians. We probably should figure out what the Christ is saying. So if you're out there, I, I would I would implore you to read read the New Covenant in context. Read the, the Gospels four times, just write, and don't dismiss anything Jesus says, yeah. and do it four times, and then, then go to the epistles, and then go to Revelations, or Revelations and the epistles, and then go back and read um, the Old Covenant, because in Hebrews 13, 8, he says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not, and mm. we probably should read about his wrath. That's good. Because I'd rather re- meet Jesus as Christ being my Savior than in the Old Covenant where I'm, I'm, I've already blown that, yeah. and, and the wrath of God is probably going to be on me. So a new commandment I, he's given us. That's really good. And this, this love, right, that he's, he's called us, this falling in love mm-hmm. with Jesus, this, this loving one another, this loving him, all of this, like, our, our love has to be expressed through our actions right it's, yes. it's, it doesn't do as much good if all we do is just, really not a popular thought there luke right yeah <laughs> but it has to be right we, but it, yeah, it's the only yeah. thing he says right. and people ask all the time how do i how do you fall in love with jesus mm-hmm. i don't have what you have i don't have the same experience mm-hmm. you have i said it tells you right there how to fall in love yeah. with him you love one another as i, as I have I loved, loved you, you. Yep. see everybody that you asked the question and vicky gave the answer you know love 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 your neighbor as you love mm-hmm. yourself that is just a completely ridiculous that doesn't show love for god at all mm-hmm. that it, but what jesus says what he really says his this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you mm-hmm. you want to know your love in jesus you want to know you're in love with jesus you want to fall in love with jesus start to feel it lay your life down for people that don't like you like yeah. jesus did Lay your life down for those trying to kill you like Jesus did. Lay your life down for those who are going to reject you. Lay it down anyway. Don't say, well, I think maybe I'll only take nails in one hand (laughs) because half these people aren't going to love me anyway. No, lay your life down for one another. And I promise you, you'll be doing it in obedience to the commandment, this new commandment I give you. This is my commandment to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Do it as Jesus has loved you, and you will be in love with Jesus in no time. You will be imitating Jesus, living, you'll be living as though you are Jesus in the world. You will be the little Christ that Christian means. You will be a true Christian. Heard it said that so-and-so was a true Christian. True believer. And uh, I, I was like, wonder what the, if they know what a true Christian is. Well, a true Christian is someone who's truly a little anointed one, a little vicar, a little Christ on the earth. That's what a true Christian is. And what is that? Someone who loves people and dies for them and lays their life down for them. You want to fall in love with Jesus and you want to know that you love Jesus? Give up your money for people who squander it. Give up your possessions for people that don't appreciate it. Your time. Give up your time for people who waste it. <laughs> And squander it. That's hard. And then continue by giving it to the next person and the next person the way Jesus does. You begin to behave like that, and you will know that you're in love with Jesus. And the second thing is, I work for Jesus. I don't just work because I'm in love with him, but I work for him. I want to make him famous. I, I heard one time that the definition of a son to a father is that the son works his whole life while his father's alive to make his father successful and famous. 
if not famous in, by, by notoriety, but famous by being my father. Yeah. Everybody knows why I work so hard. Mm -hmm. That's my dad. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and this is, this is Tony and son's well drilling or mm -hmm. something. And I'm, I'm trying to make Tony famous. I'm trying to make Tony successful. And everybody knows why I'm doing it is that's my dad. And in Christianity, it's why are you working so hard in the church? You know, you don't have to do that. You're, you know, you'll be saved anyway, they'll say. And I said, what's, I'm, I'm not doing this to be saved. Uh -uh, I'm doing him. this because he loves me and he forgave my sins and I love him. He first loved I him. fell in love. And by doing this obedience, by laying my life down for this church, by giving my life to people who don't appreciate it and those who do, I mean, there's many who do, many do. I'm not, it's not, a, you know, it's not a martyr here, Zero sum game. but by not making it, I only give my life to those who give me something in return and doing what Jesus did, laying your life down for total strangers. I'm, absolutely fall i fall in love with him over and over and over because i have to evaluate i lost everything or i gave away everything or i no longer have anything and it's you you have to ask yourself the question why well i followed jesus and it cost me everything then you go wow i really love i mean you really you're hit with an emotional love for jesus and i can tell you 48 years i'm still in love with jesus and i haven't waned i haven't i haven't wavered i haven't fallen back i'm in love with jesus and I do everything I do because I'm in love with Jesus yeah. and I work for Jesus. I get up in the morning when I had terrible bosses, when I had terrible pastors as bosses, when I was betrayed, uh, well, I work for Jesus. He would have laid his life. He did lay his life down for this betrayer. He laid his life down for Judas. I'm given my life regardless of their faithfulness or not. I'm given my life. So, you know, it's like, it's like, I think, you can some you can make the case for the church nowadays is that people say they love Jesus, and it's it would be and they you see no no obedience you see no life no given action. over no action, it would be like Steve marrying me forty four years ago and saying I said I loved you didn't I, mm -hmm. well it's like yeah but you've done nothing for me you've you've not made my life any better mm -hmm. you never served me you've ne there's you know you sit on the couch just drinking beer and watching TV which he does not do by the way. <laughs> He has served me and loved me. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of like akin to that. How happily married would you be mm -hmm. if that was your case of love? And that's, I think sometimes the church falls prey to that, yeah. is that, well, yeah, I asked him into my life 44 years ago, May 2nd, 1979, and that's all I need to do. Or, and this idea that's more and more in Western thinking is that he exists to serve and serve, serve our lives and love us yes. above our, you know. Uh, and that, that's it. It's like, and that's what I think that's what you want to, you yeah. know, you want to talk about today is that I think we, we have the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's real prevalent in the Western society of churches nowadays is that it's like, what is he going to do for me? And the problem with that is when the prayer goes unanswered and he doesn't answer it like you should. Or on time. Or on time. Yeah. That we have a, we just have a, a mountain of people who are not serving Jesus anymore or serving God because God didn't answer them like they thought he right. should in a timely manner. Yeah, and disappointment creeps in. Disappointment. And offense creeps in. And the, whereas if you're loving him That's right. first, and, and when everything he does for you is just a benefit, benefit as opposed to the goal, then you keep going. Yeah, like you're owed something. Yeah. I mean, he's a God of, uh, he's he's a creator of all. Just look outside. Nothing was here. He will, always was and always will be. And you want to tell him how he should be God and how what, how he should answer these things. It's like, 
thank you that you're not just smiting me, you know. I mean, I, I, I'm just so grateful that I fell in love with Jesus on, on May 2nd, 1979, and that I'm still in love with Jesus, and that's my life goal. There's, I really have no other goal than to make disciples, make him famous, give my life away. Do I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But my goal every day is, I think we said last week, is to make the, the, the fulcrum or the teeter-totter of, of the gifts of the Spirit higher than my flesh gifts. <laughs> my, you know, every day I'm, I'm taking one little stick out of my flesh side and putting it over here on mm-hmm. my spiritual side. I think that's a goal to, in my life is that every day I want to love him more. I want to I not be so committed to my self-centeredness, my selfishness, my time, my money. See, it's all mine. And it's all his time, his money. What are we doing? Where are we going? I'm with you, Jesus. Yeah. That's a really important point. Steve, what, uh, we kind of have said it in different pieces, but what, what is that, that full phrase that Jesus told you is the most important thing that you teach? Well, so, um, I was praying, you know, and seeking the Lord. I'm always trying to see what's wrong. What am I doing wrong? What can I correct? What can I do better? And the Lord spoke to me and said, what do you think is the most important message you teach? It's really good. And I have... You know, uh, I have a few. Uh, I have a 10-point message, mm-hmm. so I started down those, I guess. Mm-hmm. I probably got four or five into it, mm-hmm. and none of them were correct. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to Jesus, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. It's Faith without like works Jesus. are dead, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just imitate Jesus. Yep. And all of them were no's. You know, no, that's not it. <laughs> so finally I said, Lord, what is the most important that's thing I question. teach? And he said that you're owed nothing, you deserve nothing, you owe me everything, and that you get to work for me. Come on. That you're privileged to be able to work for me. And uh, that's a lot. I said, "Whoa." Say it one more time. I'm owed nothing. I deserve nothing. I owe him everything, and he lets me, for some reason, work for him. And I absolutely didn't think that. I thought, you know, I do say that, or had said that for many years. I just didn't think it was the most important thing and he said that's the most important thing you teach these people and uh so i came back and i had my big class and i shared the the experience with them and it shocked me that there were a few people one of them who's dead now Mm -hmm. uh, overdosed because he got mad at that phrase Mm -hmm. and eventually left us went away and relapsed and died very quickly but he was really quite mad when i said that it really bothered him and uh I just thought that was, you know, why would that bother you? That I, I have a testimony, this is what God shared with me. And so we've kind of started saying that around here a lot. Mm-hmm. Because if God says, if, if I feel that it's the Lord telling me, this is the most important thing you're teaching these people, then I should probably, with, you know, a lot of hearts, keep start saying that more often. That's right. Yeah. If it's the most important attitude a person can have, of it's not all about me, you know, um, this is, you know, something I get to do, not something I have to do. And, and I do owe it, but it'd be better paid if I did it out of love instead of out of owing it. Right. Uh, but I do owe him everything. And so there's nothing he could ask of me that should be hard to give. And mm-hmm. what Vicky said, you know, in all my stories about doors that are stolen and the Lord saying, whose doors? Oh, they stole your doors, Lord. And really coming to a point-by-point, item-by-item description of all of my life, all of my possessions, all of my time and energy, mm-hmm. they belong to him. That's good. My life is no longer mine. 
but it is Christ who lives in me, who is bought with a price. And I think that's the most important message, that it's way more important who we, who, who he is to us than who we are to him. Who we are to him is a foregone conclusion through creation, all of the rescues of humankind, all of the, uh, you know, blessings he gave us as humans compared to the animal kingdom in the world, all of just the amazing miracles around us. This love is, uh, this is, you know, it's a foregone conclusion how much his, what his heart is towards us. And we spend all of our time talking about what he is for us and what we have and how he's blessing me and how he's healing me. Mm-hmm. And I think those are good things. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying a much more important thing to major on is where is my heart towards yeah. him? Have I come to the revelation that coming to the earth was way above and beyond? Mm-hmm. Living in the form of a man was way above and beyond. Suffering and dying for those who would reject him, those who had sinned against him, those who had been purposefully disobedient. Uh, that's just way above and beyond. That his love for me is a foregone conclusion. It's a, it's a given. Mm-hmm. Now the decision is, what will I do with that? Well, prior to being 18 years old, I didn't fall in love with Jesus. I didn't return that love. What really changed my life, because it wasn't going anywhere with him loving me. Him loving me didn't change a thing, really, honestly. And I would sit and ask questions in the church about the cross. Just mm-hmm. what the heck are you talking about? And uh, this is ridiculous. You murdered your son? You know, like I was just really disrespectful probably mm-hmm. in, my, in my thinking. So really it didn't do me much good for him to love me. <laughs> That's good. But once on March 10th, 1975, when I found out, felt that forgiveness came into that understanding that he didn't reject me and he loves me. I fell in love. His commandment, love. This is, that's, that's easy kind of, except for people aren't that lovable, but <laughs> that was the point. People aren't that lovable, but you'll show your, uh, you'll show, you'll demonstrate your love by loving people that aren't that lovable. Mm. Under the least of these, my brethren, you'll be generous. You'll give to any man that asks. You'll turn the other cheek. Man, someone slaps you on the face. They're not your friend. And you'll turn the other cheek to him as part of your love for them, demonstrating his love for them and becoming someone that loves him and falls in love with him. Go the extra mile. He was talking about Roman soldiers. What's it called? Impressing you to go a mile. He's saying, no, you say, because I know Jesus, I'll go too. Law says I got to go one. Jesus' law of love says I got to go two. And they would carry their armor for two, two stadia or two miles. And it's just like, this is the proof in the pudding. Not that he loves you. That's a given. He loves everyone. And he's offered everyone salvation and forgiveness. The, lo- the real question is, will you love him by accepting his payment, his redemption? Will you love him by obeying his command to love the unlovable, laying your life down for your brother? You want to be great in the kingdom of God? You want to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Learn to love the least of these, your brethren, become the servant of all. I just don't understand how if you've seen him and you've got, and you spend your life talking about how he loves us and all that he is to us, how the response isn't worship and service and love and adoration. Like the, the fact that we can see all that, know all of that, think about the cross and everything else, and then just say, that's nice. And then just live our lives. It just kind of Lies baffles me. Yeah, <laughs> but. 
but it's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun on this podcast to see. Yeah. You know, Steve comes in and he's he's been everywhere, and, and we we laugh sometimes. But he, it's like he goes, I don't have I don't have anything. I don't have anything. You know, because he's so tired and drawn out. And as soon as you ask him a question about Jesus, it's almost like it's like his inner inner love for Jesus is lights up and we look at each other and it's like yeah we were very concerned about it because you said this every day for you know and to see him light up with the the love of Jesus the love of Jesus should light you up what he's done what Jesus did for us should light us up it should be our testament we should tell everybody and to be excited about not to lose your first love and he who loves me obeys me I love that um let's just be Time with our let's make wallets, that our all day consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Am I loving Jesus? Yeah. Is this love for Jesus yeah. or not? Yeah. 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 What would Jesus have me? What? How would? What would make Jesus feel love for me in this yeah. situation? So, thank you for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life He calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.